Michael Dupree Variety Hour on every podcast provider in and around this gorgeous, beautiful blue-green orb that we call planet Earth, third rock from the sun, (laughs) this beautiful planet that we all love so dearly. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. How are you guys doing today? It's a beautiful uh, Monday, I imagine. (laughs) <laughs> I, it could it could not be it could be terrible rainy um that's why we record the show ahead of time we only record on sunny days here mm-hmm. that's not true that's a dirty dang lie but it's nice it's nice recording on the weekend so you just go home and you kind of lay down and, and rest your head and you, you 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 drink some tea and pet your cat enjoy life it's nice out I'm enjoying the weather. It's the last. I I I I said yesterday that it was the last. I thought it was gonna be the last warm day of the year, but it wasn't because today's warm as too as too, and tomorrow's gonna be warm as too as well, and apparently Tuesday is as too. <laughs> I gotta stop talking like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, if you've never listened to the Michael Dupree Variety Hour before, it's an arts showcase and comedy show where we feature local musicians. Painters, poets, and actors, and beyond. Uh, a little bit later, we will be. I will be flying out to London to speak with Paolo Morgano, a famous sculptor. Yes, guys, we finally have a sculptor on this show. So stay tuned uh, for the second half of this show for that. I can't wait. Uh, Paolo Morgano is famous for. Uh, he, he's a famous Brazilian uh, painter. Or sculptor who's who's known for all sorts of famous sculptures all over the world. So, look forward to that. But right now we are joined by world famous actor <laughs> Inga <laughs> that, Wilson. That might be stretching it. <laughs> well, I mean, you have potential to be world famous actor Inga Wilson. It's true. One maybe in 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 two three years, people will be like scrolling through my feed and being like, oh my god, world famous actor Inga Wilson. It it could happen. It's amazing. How could he? How did he get her? <laughs> well, th- the truth is, I got her before she was world famous actor Inga Wilson, just Detroit famous actor Inga Wilson, and other areas of the world of the country. I have traveled around a lot. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're well traveled. Yes, I I I I like exploring new places. Mm-hmm. So Inga Wilson, you. Uh, uh, have yeah, like you said, performed all over the place: Detroit, New York, Mini Minnesota, La Angeles. That's what would have been called if it was involved in the Louisiana Purchase, but it wasn't. No, it's Los Angeles and Oregon. Currently, you are a former artistic, artistic direct. I feel like artistic. Should have a T at the end of it. it. I feel like it would make it a stronger word. Artistic. Artistic. You're the former artistic director of Planet <laughs> Ant Theater. And you have appeared in uh, several, at least several handful, one handful at least, handful. films. Yeah. Um, you could fit them in the either hand uh-huh. and you'd be comfortable. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you've appeared in movies such as Very, Very Harold and Kumar Christmas, Cedar Rapids, uh, Jimmy P, uh-huh. um, amongst others. Yes. At least five others. <laughs> <laughs> a couple others, yeah. How does it feel? H- how does it feel? Just in general. How does it feel? You know, feel? It, it's feeling good right now. Good. Yeah. You're about to fly back out to Oregon? I am. Mm. How's, how, how, how is it living in Oregon? Um, Oregon is a beautiful place. Yeah. I'd say the west coast of Michigan. What's the and worst thing about Oregon? <laughs> the worst thing about Oregon? Oh, well, I'm allergic to everything. Oh, no. Um, and, the people? And, and other people. <laughs> not, not the people. Um, the Willamette Valley uh, was called the Valley of Sickness and Death by the oh. first people. So it's like the grass seed capital of the world. There's some of the highest pollen counts there. 
um, Do they the count them one by one? Yep. Just They've <laughs> just got some pollen counters. It's their whole life and job. They sit uh, in a tiny room. I hope it pays well. Right? Because it is tedious. Yeah. yeah. And they're, they're probably all allergic to it, too. Right? Oh, man. What a life. What a life. <laughs> what a terrible life. <laughs> so, so that's the worst thing about Oregon. <laughs> yeah. God bless Oregon. So you are originally from Minnesota, mm-hmm. um, the, 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 the island state. <laughs> the, the, the land, the land of, of the million lakes. lakes. <laughs> the land of a million lakes. That's what they call it. Right. And uh, hey, if they have so many lakes in Minnesota, where do they keep all the land? Around the lakes. Hmm. <laughs> Just little walkways around all the lakes. They should call them the, the land of a thousand lands. Right. Yeah. What's so special about lakes? People can't even live on them. <laughs> they should be talking about how much awesome land is around those lakes. I like a good lake. I like a good lake. I don't like 10,000 good <laughs> lakes. That's, yeah. that's excessive. Yeah. It, at that point... It, just showing off. How At one point, at what point does it become in, 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 inhabitable? Uninhabitable. There it is. There it is. <laughs> um... Well, I mean, I suppose once you get to, like, water world. Yeah, once it's just water. Yeah. The land of one lake. <laughs> it's just one lake, just and it's the whole lake. land. Yeah. Lake-sized Minnesota. Yeah. One day it'll happen. Betcha. Next Ice Age happens, it's going to erode all that land away, and all those 10,000 lakes are going to form together. It's going to be called Lake Minnesota. Mark my words. Interesting and yeah. terrifying. I just, I'm not a scientist, but I'm predicting that. Okay. All right. So you're from Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about your upbringing a little bit. Were you always interested in being an actor ever since you were like a little a little tiny child? Um, I wasn't. I started out being interested um, in singing. Mm. Yeah, I was a kid. Like when... a like a like a Alanis Morissette um, style, or like a no. Julie Andrews style. Uh, no, I was pretty obsessed Ooh. with Bette Midler. Bette Midler, there <laughs> we go. Kid, yeah, there we go. That's the that's a that's a whole third third option. Yeah, <laughs> totally different. What 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 did you like about Bette Midler? Oh, I don't know. I mean, ultimately, I guess it was that she, she kind of did everything. You know, she could sing and she could act, and she had you know this big personality. Did she do that song the? Don't ask me to die. I'll stop it. <laughs> don't have to rain on my parade. Was that no. her? No. Who was that? I don't know. <laughs> sounds like something she would do. It sounds, yeah. Who knows? Brassy. Maybe she has. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, uh, for, were you like singing from a young age? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a, I was a small child when the first Annie movie mm-hmm. came out. And so I, I did a lot of talent shoot. Talent shows, and little reviews little and Annie, little Annie talent shows. Yep, I had a little dress. I had a little stuffed mm-hmm. dog. What's your favorite song from Annie? Oh, none anymore. <laughs> <laughs> ruined me. You can't listen to any of them. No. What if someone tried to cast you as Annie nowadays? Uh, I would laugh really hard and be like, "Why? What if? Why? What? Are, why are you doing this? <laughs> <laughs> why are you doing this to me?" Why did you do this to anyone? Well, you were like, it seemed like you were running away from your redheadedness for a while. I, like you were, you were blonde for a minute. Yeah, that, well, that was just age. That was age. Well, redheads go, like, they can go white or they can go white, blonde, or oh. gray. And so. Oh, I thought it was dyed. Well, it is now, but there. it's dyed back to what it used to oh, be. It's really confusing. It looks very natural. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> is that a weird compliment? <laughs> Uh, oh, I dig it. So, uh, so you don't. So, like, did you have a favorite Annie song when you were uh, still uh, uh, liking it? I, I, I sang tomorrow all tomorrow, the time. Tomorrow. The sun will come out tomorrow. Did it ever? Well, yeah. It came out. It came out. Did it come out the next day? Yeah, yeah. The, the sun enough. typically comes out again tomorrow. That'd be disappointing if it didn't. I think we, things would be really weird. It'd be we would be terrifying if it didn't. I think we might be in trouble. Yeah, if it didn't. Like if you lived in Alaska or Antarctica or something, they'd be like, uh, I "Yeah, mean, this is this is winter, semi-typical, right?" Yeah, but if it didn't happen, if it happened here, where it's like eight a.m. and you're like, ow, oh dear, <laughs> I dropped my microphone. Because oh, that's what that, would folks. happen is you yeah. we woke up at eight a.m. Drop the mic. Yeah. Oh man, I would look over. Uh, I, I you know taking a look at your watch like. Tick tock, where's the sun? Right? Doesn't come. Doesn't come. Annie, you filthy liar. <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't do that show anymore. No. They can't do that show in Alaska. No. 
At least not in the winter. So you uh, you are like a, the the local Annie actor. Um. Yeah. Your... Yeah. I did a lot of that at um. In my school church. At one point, did you grow out of that role? Um. I don't know. I think I, I branched out into some Shirley Temple. Um, oh. Yeah. And, Is that an uh, upgrade or a... Or a... <laughs> I wouldn't say it was an upgrade. I said I branched out. <laughs> okay. It's about the same level. <laughs> yeah, definitely the same level. And another wait, precocious you, child with curly hair. I didn't know that hair. people other than Shirley Temple could play Shirley Temple. Like, is it, was there just stage her plays? Just her songs. No, oh, just singing her songs. Oh, talent shows. I got it. Yeah. Okay. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So you... Okay. To, to clarify, you would just perform tomorrow at talent shows you wouldn't perform as annie the whole show no but there were some other kind of like reviews of annie where it's all just the music and then i would do that sounds like a a way of saying we don't know how to rehearse lines ding ding ding. (laughs) (laughs) i mean i don't even know that all of us could read i mean we're small (laughs) wow disappointing i know so disappointing (laughs) so uh so when when did you kind of uh, decide to like were you did that kind of inspire you to kind of move into acting or like what kind of move decided what kind of motivated you to do that yeah i don't know i guess i there was some community theater something that i auditioned for that had a singing part mm-hmm. um i think it was some weird rewrite of snow white where at one point she was sung to death so I, what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, what? you know how like they're always trying to kill Snow White, um, yeah, you with, know, the, with apple. the apple and and the comb and other things. But at yeah. one point, uh, these two singers came across, <laughs> came across her path, and we sang to her until she died. That sounds like you were a bad singer, <laughs> right? I know. Hey, who can we get to play the singers that kill Snow White with their voice? <laughs> It, I mean, I, I have I have no idea. I don't remember the song. It could have been terrible. It could have been just what, ear is that Was that like, did they write, is that like an actual like thing that exists in the world or is that just like specifically written for what you were doing? I, I honestly don't remember. I was in like first grade. How come you don't remember? Because <laughs> it was a long time ago. <laughs> um, I think that they may have just written it in. The gag. That doesn't sound like something... Uh... That would have originally been in it. Yeah, I don't think that that was in the original I love it, fairy tale. Um, but so I did that play. And then mm-hmm. I was like, oh, hey, plays fun. are fun, too. Yeah. And you don't have to sing. <laughs> but um, you do which, when you kill people. With right. <laughs> you don't have to sing. You can just, you know, say words. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started doing plays. And I I really love that, too. I kept singing yeah. all through school. But um, theater was what I stuck with. Mm-hmm. After. So uh, you you did theater all through school, and then uh, so when you went to college, did you immediately go into theater? No, no, I didn't. Mm-mm. I did not. I I you was were like this isn't realistic. Well, like, did you yeah. want? Was it like when you were finishing up high school? Were you like, was it your dream to make a living being an actor, or did you kind of were like you had other ambitions? Um. No, I, I wanted to make a career making theater. I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily have any illusions that, you know, I was going to be some famous actor or anything. But yeah. I'm like, hey, I want to make a life yeah. creating art. But like when you went to college, you didn't think that would be realistic. Yeah, I had a teacher who wasn't um, the most supportive. Oh. So, um, <laughs> well, how so? Well, she laughed at my choice uh, when I told her that I, I was going to be a theater major. She That's laughed. It. She laughed at me. You always hear, the story, like, you know, that classic, like, teacher trope of like you'll never amount to anything but like mm-hmm. you know it's like what teacher actually says that but you actually had a teacher that would say that said that to you yeah she was pretty miserable i mean in hindsight she was going through a divorce and life is hard but you know if she wasn't you're getting shaping, divorced to you exactly and if you're shaping young minds you should yeah. maybe find a way to kind of like steal yourself up a little bit but well, why did she say why what made her say that to you like she was not a nice lady but like i don't know were you bad <laughs> No, I wasn't that. I um, I I I I I don't really know. What a jerk! Because yeah, I I worked well, I in the theater a lot. Her, I, I hope she's found her light. I do too. <laughs> I hope that she, you know, I hope her life has improved. Maybe met a new man, got happy. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. Or just found happiness inside herself. Yeah. 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 
That's the number one. Right. You got to learn to love yourself. It's true. Mm. Mm-hmm. So you, uh, you, what did you, what were you going to college for initially? Uh, psychology and journalism. It's, in, it's an interesting two to like, right? Like psychology and journalism, two completely different things. Like were you double majoring or major I was, minor? I was going to double major. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I ended up majoring in theater and minoring in journalism, but, uh, uh-huh. Um, How long did the uh, do you, were you major psychology? Oh, about two weeks. <laughs> yeah, I I was cast in the first show my freshman year, and you were like, never mind. Like, All right, I wasn't crazy. I can do this. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it it can uh, be discouraging. Like, yeah, it, like it doesn't take, especially like a young theater person, like to be like told that like it can like, all right, I guess I'll never do it. And then it's so well, especially a, at that point in your life when you're thinking about. I mean, I obviously didn't understand how much money I was going to be spending at school. I'm yeah. still paying it off, but when you're kind of trying to wrap your brain around those concepts, and then somebody is like, "Oh, don't waste your money on that." Yeah, and it's like, but it's money I'll be paying the rest of my life. You must be right. Otherwise, why would you say this terrible, horrible, awful thing? Yeah. Yeah. What a jerk. What a jerk. She just didn't want the competition. <laughs> Uh, well, I, love... I don't see her performing yeah. in Michigan and, and New York and L.A. and yep. Eugene, Oregon. Nope. 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 She's not making that circuit. And if she ever if, she, <laughs> if you ever found her in Eugene, Oregon, you'd tell her to get out. She's not welcome. No, I no? wouldn't. Well, you should. <laughs> no, I'd want to ask, how are you? Yeah. Are you happier? You still ruining young people's lives? <laughs> <laughs> so... uh so from then you, uh, where did you, so you went to school in Iowa, yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, where did you go? Um, well, I, I went on and studied at the National Theater Institute in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then Chautauqua Theater Conservatory in upstate New York. Dang. And then after that, um, I ultimately moved to Chicago first. Chicago bound. Yeah. yeah. How long were you there for? I lived there for about a year and a half. Mm. A little taste of the Windy City. Yeah. um, I had a lot of friends from school who lived there. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was my intention to live there longer. But uh, University of Detroit Mercy. A.K.A. a couple miles from here. Yep. U of D. uh, Used to take a trip to Greece, the country. Mm -hmm. And they would take Mm -hmm. students and professional actors. And so... They came to Chicago and auditioned, and mm-hmm. I auditioned, and I got in, and it was amazing. What a dream. Yeah. So. And after that, I moved to Detroit, so my, my plans of living in Chicago were cut a little short. So uh, talk a little bit about that trip to Greece. Like, what <coughs> what exactly did that entail? What did you do over there? Did you just, like, were just visiting Greece, or? Oh, it's like magic. Yeah, you're visiting Greece, you're learning the history, um, but you're also the... So you're over there for a month, and the first three weeks you rehearse. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one comedy and one tragedy that are done produced by the company. Do you remember which ones you did? Uh, the first year I went, I was in... Oh, you went a couple years. I did go two years. Oh. I know. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, the first year I was in the Chorus of Medea, and the second year we did Iphigenia at Aulis, and I got to play Iphigenia. Oof. It, it it's magical. It's because the the Greeks just support it so much. That's a, they, that's that's the place that theater was born. Yeah, and the second year that I went, I I was working on props, and I had gone into town to try to find some things, and it wasn't in any of the shops. Um, and everybody was really trying to help me. They're like, "Oh, could it be this? Could it be that?" You know, and ultimately, it's like, "Oh no, it's fine. We'll work it out." But so the next day, I'm walking down the street, and one of the shop owners like runs up and grabs me. He had dug through his house and found something and then just wanted to give it to us for the show. Because I'm like, but we're not coming back here. Like, we're just rehearsing here. And then, you know, so if this is yours, we're not going to be able to get it back to you. He's like, no, no, it's for the theater. It's for the theater. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, Greece. The uh, theater mecca mm-hmm. before the Romans came and killed everyone and stole their culture. Yeah. <laughs> History's a bitch. Yeah. Stole all their gods stole all yeah. their 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 theater yeah dang romans if there's any romans listening <laughs> <laughs> i apologize <laughs> oh man uh i mean i'm probably close the closest to roman there is now 
I'm, well, Sicilian. I don't know if that's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Italian, Roman. Mm-hmm. Molto bello. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... Yeah, so, like, that must have been incredible, like, performing in Greece, like, uh, you were, like, in the amphitheaters. Yep. Like, just touring around. Touring around. Incredible acoustics in these, and and often they're, um, I mean, it's Greece, so it's, there's so much coastline, so you're usually close to. Some would argue too much coast. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Lots of tiny islands, lots of, Yeah. Um, very, it's very, uh, like white buildings and blue water. Mm-hmm. It's very, very clean. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like it, it was sparkles. covered in bleach. <laughs> it's kind of sparkly to the eye. Hmm. I think. Do you get, do those, the buildings get really hot? Like the outside of them? Like you touch them and like, when, when like the sun's blaring? That was the amazing thing, uh, about this, the school that we stayed in. We stayed in this old boys school, but it was marble. And so it stayed cool. Yeah. Like the floors are cool and Ooh. cool in a couple ways. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, Hey, that's cool. And it touches. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, but it, yeah. So even, even during the hottest part of the day, it would still with the windows open and a good breeze through be tolerable but i'm a huge fan of the siesta though i, I like how they live their lives you siesta. know so they, they do the afternoon sleep too and oh. it just makes sense you get up you do a bunch of stuff you have a big meal you lay down that sounds like a dream right how long do you lay down for it could be like three hours no like it's a legit like lay down what and then yeah even like, or like a work? couple hours well no you break up your day so then you go back to work after that, so, and you would work a little bit, and then you don't have dinner until, like, 9 or 10. Oh. And then you have a big dinner, and then you stay up until, like, 1 or 2, and then you wake up early again. But so you're timing your whole day so that you're doing your hardest labor during the coolest parts of the day. You would need a siesta then. If right. You're, if, you're, if you're going to bed at 1 or 2 in the morning. Right. And it just works out. You kind of split it up. That sounds like a dream. Yeah. Mm. And then the food is fresh and good. Yeah. The Mediterranean lifestyle, I dig it. Do you ever want to go back there? Of course. Mm-hmm. But, you know, how? How? Well, join I mean, another vacation, I guess. Join another troop that, that goes over there. <laughs> right. Does anyone know of a group? Yeah. <laughs> if you do, email. Yes. Email at... And you have to place <laughs> so, No, I'm sure there are. There are so many incredible programs bringing performers all around doing crazy... Mm-hmm. collaborations yeah i always uh when i went to wayne state for theater there's the uh russian you like mm-hmm. you, they have the same thing but you go to russia yeah and i never i never got to go um but i really always wanted to and it's like i hear it's an amazing program yeah um so that would have been because that, that's also like a birthplace of like modern theater like with you know um uh, stratoslavsky and um did I say his name right? Stanis- Stanislavski. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, Chekhov and all them. Yep. Like, um, so never got to go, but I, I love that. Like, you, you, being able to do theater, like, outside of America because it's, like, so much more out there. <laughs> right. And sometimes that's what you need is that change in perspective in order to get out of your own way. Because mm-hmm. we all build up habits that we... We repeat without knowing, you yeah. know, and then they're a habit. And hey, hey, you don't, That's you don't notice, thing now. <laughs> right? Um, but all of a sudden, when you're in outside of your element, and especially so far outside your element, mm-hmm. and then if you're also inspired, you know, then all these magical, crazy, wonderful things can happen. I'm a big fan of puppetry. Oh yeah, um, I am a like. I'm, I mean, I'm a huge Muppets fan and all that, but like. Uh, it's a form of theater that I feel like is so underappreciated, and mm-hmm. it's so it takes a lot of talent and strength. It really <laughs> to does. Do and, yeah. Um, and like I love Bunraku puppetry and all that. And uh, have you ever done any sort of form of puppetry or anything? I have. Really? Yeah. Oh. Um, when I was in LA, I got to perform with a troupe, and the people listening won't be able to see, but I kind of had to pull a, a Big Bird. You know oh, how wow. Big Bird has the, yeah, you the gotta, performer like, has the one arm straight up? Overextend your arm, like, straight up. Yeah, and that's, so I had the one hand all the way up for the head um, for the 45-minute show. <sighs> and that was rough. 
Yeah. Um, At one point, the bird just like right just starts <laughs> to sink. I was kind of I'm a monster sad. though, so it was okay. Oh. <laughs> I could kind of make him punch around. Yeah. Um, but I I was able to tour with a company in Portland, and that was a crazy cool experience. Yeah. So we're going around with puppets, and the show was um, partially in English. Partially in Spanish, and mm. we also did songs. And there were just Do you two speak of Spanish? us. I don't. Oh. I, I I had. You did. I've you were learned, the English part. <laughs> I, well, no, I've learned. I've learned Spanish. I actually I went to Mexico when I was young for Youth Exchange for the Environment. Oh, cool. So it's back there. I know how to pronounce stuff, but I, and I can yeah. understand probably more than the I could speak. Show. Yeah. Um, but when you have it written down, it's pretty easy to yeah. you know memorize whatever. That's how I am with German. I, I took a lot. Of, yeah. I took a lot of German, but I haven't used it in so long. But I could probably read it. But if you tried to have a conversation with me, and I'd be like, uh, "Yeah, yeah, <laughs> das ist gut. Das ist sehr gut. <laughs> That's a lot of gut." <laughs> um, but puppets are so accessible. We got yeah. to. So we went around to these elementary schools in the Pacific Northwest th- throughout Idaho and. Um, Eastern Washington and, and, and some communities where like they don't get out to see shows yeah and and there's large immigrant populations and it was so delightful to see little faces light up when first of all like they're having entertainment brought to their school mm-hmm. it may be the first play they've ever seen and then it's in their primary language part of it is you know so they're not feeling excluded in any way it was so much fun um but you can do so many crazy cool things with puppets mm-hmm. that the human body cannot do. Yeah. <laughs> Especially, uh, like, uh, well, Bunraku, uh, are you familiar with uh-huh. Bunraku puppetry? Like, um, for those who don't aren't, it's like, uh, you know, like East Asian, like, uh, like puppet form, um, puppetry form. It's like advanced, like they're super realistic looking puppets. And yeah. the uh, goal is to make them act as closely to human body as much as possible and it's beautiful like it's like absolutely incredible um like i remember the dia had like puppetry like a puppet exhibit and it was just like this kind of side thing like it's not it was in a hallway basically and but it had like um uh freaking howdy doody there and like okay. uh, punch and uh judy and nice. they were all just sitting there and like the freaking i don't know why i keep saying the word freaking uh, <laughs> in the, the side and they had bunraku puppets and i remember i was saying i stood there for almost an hour just staring at these puppets yeah i love puppets anyway <laughs> sorry no they're amazing <laughs> and and honestly if you want to really explore mannerisms in a different way looking yeah. at those puppets how do they fill every moment with gesture yep. and physical intention mm-hmm. um, because you can tell so much story with that and so many actors don't they just they kind of forget that they have a whole body to work with too yeah exactly yeah like it, it kind of goes back to how you t- treat yourself as an actor mm-hmm. like you know making sure that you're present in every moment yeah mm-hmm. mm-hmm. good stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, in addition to uh, acting on the stage, um, which I, I assume is like your biggest passion, right? Stage acting? I like balance, actually. Really? I feel, I feel like, um, for me, it's important to be teaching and acting. Maybe not at the oh, exact okay. same time. Um, because there is something so ego-driven about being a performer. Yeah. And it's important to check yourself. I um, I apologize. I meant I mean like I meant uh, as opposed to uh, film acting. Oh, like you prefer yeah. the stage to the fil- to to the the camera. I do. Mm-hmm. I like the ephemeral. I like how I don't it, know what that word means. <laughs> um, so ephemeral, like it doesn't last. Like there, um, like a ticket stub would okay. be a piece of ephemera. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it's just it, it's something that's here and gone. Um, and and so theater. It was. It may have a month long run, but yeah. each performance is the only time it was ever done like that. Yep. Versus film, where th- that's the whole thing. It, yeah. Each take, it's still only done that way once. But then the movie <clears throat> is captured and edited, and yeah. it is the movie. There is no variation from the movie. Yeah. Each cut take is only for that small right <laughs> group of people that see it. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah. So, but you have done several films. You were mm-hmm. uh, in uh, Harold and Kumar, a very Harold and Kumar Christmas. You were in uh, um, Cedar Rapids, mm-hmm. super underrated movie. Good stuff. Very good stuff. If you haven't checked that out, Ed Helms classic. <laughs> and he's such a nice guy. That was one of the real pleasures about doing the doing some film work while it was here in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Was how many just incredibly kind people came to town and yeah. Um, well, that was when we were starting. We were moving towards the direction of becoming a place that you could film at. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was a nice incentive for uh, a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it. And then politics. And then it was gone as soon as it, as soon as it came, basically. Yeah. Oh man! But uh, yeah, so that that must have been really cool, like working on uh, working on those kind of projects. It it it's so much fun. Is it weird I've, seeing yourself in like a theater, <laughs> in like a in like a movie theater? <laughs> I think the weirdest was i can't remember which one i went and saw i couldn't go to the screening so i went to it by myself and the theater was empty so that's a weird experience <laughs> that i hadn't had before you were like kind of hoping to go there and like everyone would like notice that oh my god no, you're in it no <laughs> not at all actually <laughs> but it was like this is weird it's like i'm screening my own movie yeah. in a giant room by myself it's not like that it was that it was still odd mm mm-hmm. I maybe should have had more coffee this morning. <laughs> so you, uh, so you, like you mentioned, you are uh, been into. Uh, you like to keep a balance between uh, mm-hmm. acting and teaching. I do. Um, when did you kind of start deciding that you wanted to teach? I have worked with kids since I was a kid, mm-hmm. so teaching was always younger kids than you. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> bigger kids, no, younger kids than me. Um, and I think I was in my 20s when it shifted to it's like oh hey I can do all of this youth development stuff that I've been working on for a long time and Mm -hmm. put theater in there too yeah and then I started working with adults and it's like oh hey this is amazing too Mm -hmm. it it doesn't have to be all about um I I like theater because it you you can use theater and acting to kind of backdoor other life lessons yeah it's it's a great tool for it's a great lens for humanity. Yeah. So looking at yourself, looking at yourself in a group, looking at child development, personal development, all of those amazing things. All those beautiful, corny, awesome things. Yeah. <laughs> so corny. I love and it. And so true. So awesome. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. So you uh um you're currently in Eugene, Oregon. Uh, if anyone finds himself over in uh, in Portland or Oregon area or Eugene area, mm-hmm. where can what can people expect from you in the future? Well, I'm uh, teaching some classes. I've also uh, been directing the Elliot Martinez show, which is a late night talk show that Ooh. isn't done late nights um, and so far hasn't aired. But there we go. It's a show. It is a show. Um, and we're moving into a nice big theater this season and have nice. some really fun stuff coming up. Um, but yeah, I'll be doing a show at Oregon Contemporary Theater in January and February. And hopefully I'll be back here in Michigan next summer to direct direct something at Planet Ant. Ooh, like like per- permanently back in Michigan or just like back for the summer? Uh who could say? We'll see. <laughs> we'll see how things go. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much how I roll. We'll, we'll see what happens. Great. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much, Inga, for joining us on the show. Thank you, Michael. This has been a pleasure. An absolute pleasure. <laughs> well, guys, stick around because after this break, we I will be hopping a plane and flying over, or during the break, <laughs> I'll be hopping a plane, <laughs> flying over to London to me and sitting in uh, Paulo Morgano studio to meet with famous sculptor Paulo Morgano. Can't wait. We'll be back after this.
right, I'm sitting here in uh, famous sculptor's studio, Paolo Morgano's studio in London, England. Uh, I've been waiting kind of a minute for him to get here, to be honest. Um, it's taking a while. I'm not sure what it is, but I'm I'm looking forward to actually finally meeting with him. I, I you know I've never had a sculptor on my show before. Um, I mean. I've had glazers and, and, and clay potters on the show before, but never a sculptor. And so coming here, coming to London and, and, and finally meeting some, wait, I think, I think I hear him coming. Finally, I, the door's opening. Hello, Michael. That is, excuse me, you're not Paulo Morgano, you're Piers Morgan. Of course, it's me, Piers Morgan. You, okay. Why do you uh, think Why you're... are you here, Piers Morgan? Because Paolo Morgano never actually existed. Are it you... was me all along, you fool. What are you talking about? Paolo Morgano is a world-renowned potter, uh, sculptor. He has he has famous uh, statues all over the world. Look, look when really look at the press conferences and the and the uh, uh, and the releases. It's just me in a poor disguise. I've been doing it just to fool you. To fool me? Yeah, you've always wanted a sculptor. My local Detroit podcast. Of course. You've wanted to fool me. Of course I did. And the reason being is it's because you are constantly critical of me in all of your podcasts. Last time I was on the show, I took you on a vacation. You kidnapped me. Well, all right. It was at gunpoint, but... For those who are unfamiliar... For those who are unfamiliar with who Piers Morgan is, which is understandable because he's garbage... Come on. He is a talk show host... Uh, World-renowned broadcaster and former private investigator. You are currently a host on British Today. Yes, it's a... It's actually... Gets more views than American today. That's, that's no way that's true. It's, it's very true. In fact, I just saw the numbers, and it's it's in fact it's kind of embarrassing. It's a slobberknocker. Yeah, I don't think I don't think that's the case. It's it's totally the case. Look it up. It's ever since Matt Laura left the Today Show, it's it's just been it's been a it's. Ugh. And also, if that's you're unfamiliar with the history that Piers Morgan and I have. Uh, you've been kind of an antagonist for me for a couple years now. What am I, your, your sworn enemy? No, I would not give you that distinction. No, what, what? I just don't like you. Oh come on, we 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 have a little bit something more special. The last than time that. you were on my show, you pretended to be Jerry Seinfeld for twenty minutes before revealing that you weren't Jerry Seinfeld. Right. No one can really be Jerry Seinfeld except for Jerry Seinfeld, and uh, he's never available. He's always in a car getting coffee. And you've never been on that show. Well, come on. Yeah, you know, cut me a little slack. I'm getting there, but I'm also not a comedian. Yeah, that's true. What are you trying to say? Why do you you, you seem like you're being very like light with me, even though the well, dislike that we have for each other is mutual, I feel like. It is mutual, but the fact that I have been able to pull off my, my years-long plan and finally get you on my home territory... Uh, in I had to buy a ticket to London. You certainly did. Because I thought I was speaking with world famous. You certainly did. <laughs> this is all my plan, Michael. This is my plan. The last time I almost got caught in Interpol because you just had to text help, help. I'm I'm being, being held. Kidnapped. Yeah, I'm being held against my will. I've been kidnapped. Come on, by host of British was it today, really that morning. bad? We went to a day's in. There was there was the waffle machine. The they had waffle machine there. You you had some waffles. You forced me to eat waffles. You blended them up and you shoved them in my down well, my throat. They were good. Waffles are good for you. They were good. I will give you that. Let's just agree to disagree on the waffles being good. All right. We both agreed that the waffles were good. Yes, they were great. So, what what's the deal? What's wrong with you? What what why why? Why? What's my problem with you? My problem is you're constantly crying about how much, how much you hate me. But really, it's a form of some twisted admiration. I don't think so. I, well, I certainly think it is. You're crass. 
You're offensive. How so? You are uh, a blowhard, as some might say. Well, I've been known to blow hard. What do you mean by that? Well, those were my college days. I don't want to get into it. All right. So let's let's just be clear. You're in my lair now. In the middle of bloody By the way, England. this studio that we're in looks very similar to my studio back at Planet Ant Studio. It's a dead ringer. And I, Literally. I thought it was weird at first, but I I just thought it was uncanny. But now that I see that you're here, it's, uh, it seems no creepy because you've never actually been to my studio no, of in, course not. in the Planet Ant Studio. But I have... I have uh, a plethora of resources and uh like what i don't i can hire people and uh, in fact i used to be a private investigator as you know right right um so i still know a couple uh dicks you know so Mm. uh it's it works out in the end for me because i have a lot of resources and you're just some schmuck in the middle of detroit putting on a podcast guess what i'm on the freaking today show yeah the British, the better one. You're you know following. how the office, you know how there's two offices? Yes. And the American one is quirky and nice and everything and yeah. happy and Steve Carell's a gem. Well, guess what? The office, the British did it first and, and David Brent is the real deal and not your... your <laughs> but the American Today Show was first. You have me on that, yes, but that's not my fault, is it? I just came and perfected it. I don't understand why you're so obsessed with me, considering I am a relatively small podcast, well, and you uh, have millions of viewers a day. Well, you stand out in particular. How? Well, it's because you you wield such a small stick. Sorry, you're so boring. Wow. You're very boring. <laughs> well... It- Look it. All right. You know, you didn't have to call the cops. All right. I didn't call the cops. Do you hear them? They're driving by. That's not my fault. Okay. You know, you understand I'm I'm a little bit of a lamb on the law. All right. You know. How are you on the lamb if you're on a daily talk show? Well, in America, I'm not quite as popular. Remember my run-in with the FBI mm-hmm. and MS-13? Yeah. They didn't quite... Neither them, neither of those parties quite enjoyed my work in the field mm-hmm. of private investigating slash uh, war on drugs. Uh-huh. So, you know, it's they don't like me here, and sometimes when I hear sirens, I think they're coming for me. I'm sorry. I do apologize. Well, we're not in America. It's, uh, well, you know, <laughs> whenever you hear sirens, especially... Those aren't, uh, those must be some new sirens, because you don't hear them in London. Are you going to pay for my ticket back to America? Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> I mean, it, why would I, if you, if you paid to come out here, why would I pay for you to go back? I paid to come out here because I was promised I would be meeting a famous sculptor, Paolo, I can't even remember the last name anymore. <laughs> Paolo Morgano. Paolo Morgano. Paolo Morgano. Famous Brazilian I was Sculptor. I was told I'd be meeting him, and You're, I well, and I was led to believe that, and I'm not. I'm meeting Piers Morgan for the upteenth time. Well, you're meeting. Think of this as a special little treat for you, you you little rotten cockroach. You're meeting both Piers Morgan, the finest British and global broadcaster, former private investigator, talk show host. You're meeting. Here's Morgan, and you're in fact meeting the real deal, Paulo Morgano, because I am him in the flesh. That is true. You did sculpt all those. You didn't I've, like. I I gotta tell you, I have a knack for sculpting. You didn't pay someone else to do that, right? No, I did not. Pinky it's, promise. It, I pinky promise you. Oh. I got. <laughs> what is your feet? What is what the hell is all over your hands? It's uh, it's. Pe- oh my god, that smells terrible. It's teak oil. Teak oil? Yes. What is teak oil? It's a wood oil. Why do you have that all over your hands? It's uh, masking my fingerprints. That is just awful. God, this can't feels have fingerprints terrible. anywhere. This feels terrible. Well, do you have a, like a napkin? 
This is awful. She's a freaking pants. Who cares? These are good pants. I thought I was meeting a world famous sculptor. <laughs> oh, I put on trousers for a sculptor. <laughs> That's you. So you. Yes, I. Yes, in fact, I. Let's sculpted talk about your all these. Let's talk about your method. Well, uh, my medium is clay. Uh, and but I've been known to dabble in the metals. Yeah. And uh, and I've actually mi- used mixed media. Um, yeah, I, I. And you only uh, started sculpting to spite me. Out of complete spite of you. In fact, I thought all art and all of forts of fine art were rubbish. You know what's wrong with uh you know what's wrong with um you know uh Jeff Foxworthy. You know that's art. All right. So when I started to do it, I was pleasantly. In a morbid way, surprised that I liked it so much, and I still do it to this day. Interesting. Yes. And will you continue, even I, though your cover is blown? Well, yes, I will, because polo means something to the world that peers cannot. You know, peers is people breaking. like polo. Pe- Come on now, people like peers. <laughs> you know, I, people don't like you. Oh, okay. You know, maybe Kim like Kardashian or or I don't know any woman, any any person doesn't that need to be a woman? Any woman why, except why for your you, wife. You're sexist. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you're the sexist one. You're the misogynist. Why do you think just women hate me? Why do you think? Why do you think that? Well, because you're. What sexist. do you think? Do you think men aren't incapable of hating me? Oh, I think they are too. I'm a prime example. Well, some kind of. Man, you are wearing your finest trousers to, to a studio. What are you thinking? What are you really? Have you ever seen an artist? Have you ever You're seen? You're wearing a bib. Yeah, number one sculptor on it. I am the number one sculptor, and it's covered in sauces. Well, I have to make some sauces too to make the. There's, you need to be thoroughly sauced before you sculpt. Is that so? That's a n- number one Paulo rule. So, can I? Can you speak as Paulo? So can I, I? Can I speak as Paulo? Because like when in the interviews, uh, you you had a very thick Brazilian accent. A very thick Brazilian accent. Like you had, they had subtitles. Yeah. Point. Yes. It's uh, uh, it's going to be difficult because mm-hmm. I really have to channel the Portuguese, the Portuguese. English, yeah. broken English, um, and it's a it's a it's a thing I have to get into. Um, so here we go. Um, um, uh, le, le, le clé est for <laughs> for sculpting. Honestly, I have to say, I I do pay someone to dub over. Yeah, me. I can tell. <laughs> I, I can't can do a Brazilian accent. I don't his, know. A, his, his accent was very beautiful and rich. rich. What you just did was very offensive. Well, I mean, I don't bloody know what the frickin' Portuguese or Brazilian sound like. What do you think? I live in I live in England. London! Then why would you make yourself a Brazilian character? Just to fool you! What do you think I am? Well, it worked. It certainly worked. I mean, you're, you... I finally thought so I was going to have a real sculptor on the show. <laughs> You'll never have one, I'm afraid. Because I'm the number one sculptor in the world, Paula Magano. And uh, I'm going to tell all my, f- my sculptor friends, you're anti-sculpture. And guess what? They're going to blacklist your little podcast. And you're going to never... Ever truly reach a true potential? Well, after the, well, some might say you have finally tr- reached your true potential because you are technically interviewing the most high-profile sculptor in the world and the most high-profile broadcaster in the world. <laughs> I don't think so. so. I don't think so. I think I think, I think Anderson Cooper think... is probably bigger than you, Jake Tapper, uh, Rachel Maddow, even even Sean Hannity. Like you think all of those? I think all of them are. Much higher profile than you. Really? Yeah. So you think? Um, what's his name? Brian Wilson, for sure. Brian Wilson, that hack. You he, think he's better than he, me? He's way bigger than oh, you. Oh, come on. Just because he's on nightly news doesn't mean that he's he's got anywhere on my level. He's way bigger than and you. He can't sculpt. Either. Kelly Ripper? Kelly, uh, okay, Kelly Ripper is a national treasure, in my opinion. She is. So, you know. Um, but 
I'm bigger than Michael Strahan, at least. You are bigger than Michael Strahan. Okay, thank you. I will give you you that. Thanks. uh, I appreciate that coming from you. You're bigger than Bradshaw. Uh, Terry? Terry Bradshaw. Not John Bradshaw. He's a a legend, isn't he? He is. Um, You know, so um, for you, I guess, I accidentally did help you. Because uh, you finally got a real sculpt on your show. Uh-huh. And uh, you, uh, you know, you're making a big time. Damn. But you're not going to promote this episode. Of course I am. I'm, I promote everything. Oh, Apollo and Piers are on. So I, we can expect this episode to be posted on all social, to all Piers Morgan's social media pages? Well, not Piers Morgan. Well, it, uh, I guess you're going to have to tag both Paulo and Piers. This is a big deal. Like, as from what I understand, like, Paulo had like has like a family. He's got a uh, a nice family. Um, you you have like a wife and children, yeah, two children. Yes. Uh, who live in Brazil? <laughs> they they go to school in Brazil. Uh, my wife works in Brazil. Does your wife yes. know you're Piers Morgan? Um, your your Paulo wife, not your real. I think she wife. has some suspicions that I might not be. White Brazilian, but she—I don't think she knows. And this is where it hurts a little. I don't think she knows who Piers Morgan is. Oh, so, so when you say I'm it's a little bit of sweet. Morgan, she'll say like, "Oh, like you just have a different name." I knew you were Brazilian, but that's fine. But what you're right. actually telling her is that you're she not won't gonna... know the significance of. Are who you going Piers to continue Morgan? to be a part of this family? Of course I am. Yes, I can't stop now. I'm invested. But you also have your own family as Piers Morgan. And do they know about this? Of course, yes. They are very supportive. <laughs> really? Yes. Your your wife mm-hmm. is supportive of the fact that you have an, another family. In fact, she was my uh, manager for a while um, as Polo. Um, you know, I have to be honest with you. My whole family reviles you. Me? Yeah, of course, you. I'm the one Michael <laughs> Michael Dupree, yes. Why? Well, it's because... Uh, it's because of you that the Russians are hacking everyone. What? Okay, you know what? I I gotta be honest. That's that's a lot of hogwash. I don't. That believe is that. a lot of hogwash. Is it a lot of hogwash or a load of hogwash? Both. Okay. Well. Very well. I find it hard to believe that your wife, famous British broadcaster, journalist Celia Walden. Is uh, okay with you living a double life? She lives a double life too. She li- actually she lives three <laughs> she lives double lives. A double wife, a double wife. You say she's yeah, she's a double wife. Does she have another husband? She does. Who's her other family? Um, well, I, I don't know if I want to Go reveal ahead. name her. drop. Um, did you forget? Yeah, yes. <laughs> It's well, you know, you gotta, you can't keep up with everyone's double lives, you know. I mean, not everyone's, but maybe your wife. There's a reason why uh, I I see eye to eye, almost almost on a spiritual level, with the current uh, presidential man in uh, Washington, J. Trump. Donald uh, J. Trump, yes. And you're fans of him. And you're fans of him. Personal friends with him, yes. Personal friends. Oh, absolutely. You guys have similar. Uh, features. I'll, I'll take that as a compliment. Shouldn't. Why? Why shouldn't I? You, you should. You should elaborate. And what do you mean by that compliment? That that seemingly backhanded. Both pudgy, uh, pudgy, weirdly shaped men who wear. Do you want to see the six pack? I'm packing under my shirt right now. There's no. Do way you want me to take off my, f- my the bib? And the shirt that I'm wearing to I show you to, my fully gonna, formed six pack. If you're gonna try to convince me that that pudgy, pudgy tummy you have is a it six is pack, it's not a pudgy tummy. <laughs> All right. Both my wives, thank you very much. Say that I have a wonderful physique. All right, let me take your shirt off. Let me see. Here it is. Hold. What the fuck? I told you. That, a is, fully a, that formed, is a fully formed six complete pack. Complete six pack. I don't lie. When but I tell you, I don't I'd... understand. Once you put it back over, it's like you gain fifty pounds. Uh, the camera gains. The cam. It's all the camera. Your eyes are the camera of the soul. Yeah, yep, exactly. Yep. You know, you went to college after yeah. all. Mm-hmm. I know that for sure. What do you mean by that? Oh, Dean, 
Dean of Wayne. Dean Koontz. Dean Koontz. Yeah. <laughs> Dean Koontz of Wayne State. Yeah, I think you mean President Roy Wilson. I don't. The Wayne State. Does Wayne State have a dean? President Roy Wilson. I mean, the different schools do, but I don't think there's a dean. Okay. Before, before Paolo Morgano. Well, during pa- Paolo Morgano, um, I played. Well, I lived as the president of Wayne Wayne State. So yes, you're President Roy Wilson. I, well, yes and no. There's someone else playing him too now. There's two Roy Wilsons. This is complicated, Piers. It's not as complicated as you think it is. It's just all your enemies are watching you at all times. I just thought of something. Sure. What What did you Paolo, think? Paolo was supposed to give me room and board for the week. <laughs> of uh, course. And uh, is that still... Is, are you offering me a place in your home? I Of course, yes. I don't want to stay with you. Why? Why wouldn't you? I'm I'm very hospitable. You're Piers Morgan. You're the you're no one. If you were to gather everyone in in England mm-hmm. and have them describe you, and mm-hmm. you made a word cloud of it, I don't think the word hospitable would be anywhere on that cloud. Mm-hmm. maybe wanker be, would probably be up there. Wanker would probably yeah. be the big one. Uh, but bloody good wanker. <laughs> but they would separate it in the word cloud, so it would be bloody. <laughs> good, good and wanker, wanker. <laughs> yeah. But she, it all rolls off the tongue. Wanker, yeah. good and bloody. <laughs> You're a good and bloody wanker. <laughs> yep, yep. That's what my mom said. Why are you being so kind to me, Piers Morgan? You're in my home. I have you where I want. This you. is your house. Well, it's not my home. This is a warehouse. This used to be, actually used to be one of my homes. Um. But uh, I'm using it for uh, this experiment. It just seems weird. I feel like you're going to trick me again. Oh. Into kidnapping me. Tricking, um, kidnappery, uh, those sort of things could be, uh, could be in the, uh, the, the works, in the plans. You're not quite safe, I would say. You got me over here because I have a restraining order for you in America. Mm-hmm, of course. And it's not valid here. And, it's, of and course, not valid here, no. That's why it's all brilliant that you came here on your own dime, thinking you are going to meet a sculptor of such critical acclaim. And, albeit you have met him, it's just not who you thought it was at first. All right, just level with me real quick. I'm leveling. Because I'm piecing some things together. Sure, yes. Uh, You know, the... The no intention on paying for my return flight home. Of course. The kindness. Absolutely. Do you... Am I going to be leaving England alive? Uh, alive? Well... See, what, this is already disconcerting. Well, what's your, what's your definition of of alive? Heart beating. Heart beating. Breathing. Breathing. Of my... And uh, maybe mobile of my own accord. Um... You know, I'll think about it, but maybe you, maybe if you're really good, maybe if you don't call Interpol this time, um, maybe you'll get back in uh, to uh, what is it that little city you're you're from? Detroit. No, it's not Detroit. It's um. <laughs> is it Detroit? Yes, <laughs> it's it is. Detroit. Yes. Oh, I'm so sorry. What is that supposed to mean? Well, you, as you know, Detroit is the only place where you cannot get a taco. That is true. There's not a lot of Taco Bells, but there are taco places you can go. You cannot get a taco at all in in Detroit. There's a whole district called Mexican Town. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Does not exist. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, boy. So. Oh. But, yeah, you, you know... you. Michael, it can't be that bad here. It's London. You're gonna have some good. You're gonna you're gonna have a good time. You're gonna you're gonna live it up. You're gonna you know live in my guest room for a while, and you're gonna get to know my children and my lovely wife. Which and, ones? Which set? Oh, Piers, the Piers family. Piers family. Yeah. I'm never gonna meet Paula family. Um, no, because I feel like you'd 
spill of the beans. Um, and I don't want to leave the country with you because they're in Brazil. Wait, but they're gonna hear. They're gonna hear this. Of course. So how? What would it matter if I spilled the beans? Well, you would. Wait, s- you're probably not gonna let me release this episode. Release it, yes, but in Brazil, no. Hmm. You don't I have think it'll ways. make it back to them. Oh no! I, I'll I'll have it blocked in Brazil. I have I have my ways. All right. Yeah. Well, it sounds like I've, you have I've your thought about, covered. Yeah, I've, I've got it all covered. Uh, unfortunately, you didn't. You didn't even buy yourself a, a two-way ticket for crying out yeah. loud. You fell right into well, my Well, my, my idea was I flew out here uh, on uh, Southwest Airlines. Of course. Yeah. Um, you know, just basic old flight. Yeah, general flight, But yes. I was told by you. By Paolo. By Paolo. And his ma- and manager. His, and manager. His w- my wife. Yes. Yep. That your peer's wife. That I would be getting a flight back Delta mm-hmm. first class. Like, first yeah. priority first class. Well, I misspelled Delta. You didn't look at that. What? I misspelled Delta in the email. What do you mean? You uh, said Delta, but it's actually two L's in there. You're not, there's no such thing as Delta. Okay. Well, the, my point is, I didn't buy a return ticket. Of course. Because I thought I was going to be getting, like, a high, like, class... Uh, ticket. I have the ticket right here. It's just not. This is not real. It's not. not Why did you actually print get it? You, just to, just to show you that you could have one, eh, but you don't. It's so well, can close. I have that? I mean, if you want, it's not going to get you anywhere. I just want to know if you'll give it to me. Of course, yes, it's yours. There's your name on it. Why? What is this covered in? <laughs> Decoil. Why? Why? It's 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 soaked. It's a it's tick oil. I. I just told you earlier. I always have it on my hands. Why would it? Okay, if it's covered in your, if your fingers are covered in it, why does it have to be drenched? Why does everything you hold have to be drenched in it? Well, I, I have a. Do you see the jar? I put it. I dip everything in there. That is that smell is very strong smell. It's of course the strongest smell. It's teak oil. That is like I'm going to throw up. Don't throw up. Come on, you've got to be a little stronger than that. It's horrible. Whatever. Well, Piers, is there anything that you want to let the people know? Anything you want to plug? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, a couple things. Uh, tune into uh, the British, the better, the real deal Today Show. The British um, Today Show. Yep, you can watch it uh, on uh, BBC or Sky News, whatever they. Yeah, and uh, you know, so um, you can watch it, tune in, um, and uh, it is. Um, you know, you see you, uh, Piers Morgan. Uh, if you want to see more from Paulo Morgano, uh, he will be in um, uh, Cairo, Egypt, uh, doing an exhibition. Uh, and uh, it's going to be wonderful. I'm. Uh, he's putting... Uh, this, uh, the whole show is sheep made from the bone, the old bone of... Uh, Melted down bone of sheep, um, cast, recast, molded into <laughs> sheep. Uh, so it's going to be profound. Um, and uh, I would personally, I don't recommend art, but if you want to go see an art show, go see the Paulo Morgano show in <laughs> Cairo, Egypt. Uh, and the third one is to Michael's family and loved ones. You might not be seeing him for a while. He's on uh, holiday in London, England. Um, Please do not tell Interpol. Great. Well, it's a good thing I have my next couple episodes pre-recorded. Of course, because uh, I knew you would. It's it's almost it's keeping up the uh, the appearance of things that you're still there. Yeah. Well, I thought that I was going to be in London for a week and a half. <laughs> yep. Well, you might be, but you, I will. You be. will be. You will be. Of course, yes. But you won't be leaving at your expected date. I do have a couple of voice doubles, too, that could continue the show on in my absence, so it's probably not that bad for everyone else. But for me, it's going to be hell. Yeah. Well, who do you, how do you think you met those doubles? I thought I just met them in a bar. Nope. Well, you did. But you you sent them. I did. That's what you're saying. Yes. Created one of them. So this is your coup to, get it beca- to, to take over my show? Let's just say your show was never quite your show from the beginning. I don't know what that means, but thank you. Piers Morgan for meeting with me. Thank you for coming all this way, Michael Dupree. Thank you for p- 
putting these handcuffs on my hands as I'm talking to you. It's uh, it's uh, um, protocol. Mm. So. Yep. Well, I it's been a nice life. Uh, God rest my soul. <laughs> Bye. The Michael Dupree Variety Hour is powered by Pinecast and is a member of the Planet Ant Podcast Network. Please remember to subscribe and review the show on iTunes if you're so inclined. Find us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Michael Dupree VH. The theme song for the Michael Dupree Variety Hour is Don't Weigh Me Down by Broadcast 2000. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week.